Last week, we talked about the slippery slope that is blaming motivation uh, when students aren't performing very well. That's right, blaming the student. Blaming the student. For not being motivated. Right. So grades aren't what you expect them to be, or work isn't being turned in, right. or uh, they're not doing their work at all. Um, and so we tend to blame students right. for lack of motivation. Right. Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to kind of build upon that and talk a little bit about what we do when a student isn't performing well. Right. Um, and more importantly, maybe when we decide between letting the student uh, fail mm -hmm. uh, or supporting the student and helping them, um, you know, providing that extra scaffolding, extra support right. so that they um, so they don't fail, so that they right. so they do well. So this today's article is connected to motivation, but it's going to segue into another um, yeah. very different kind of discussion right. that you're going to hear more about as we go through the next couple of weeks. And we're probably going to turn this into a book at some point. Yeah. Okay? yeah. I didn't tell you that yet, yeah. but just get ready for that because yeah. you don't have enough to do. Okay, I'm ready. So um, what, what we talked about last week was blaming students for a lack of motivation. Right. We want our students to be motivated. Mm -hmm. We want our students to be industrious. We right. want them to have internal motivation, determination, mm -hmm. drive, right. grit, all those things. Okay. So how do you create that? Right. And that's what today's article is about, right. is how do you create these qualities that you want in children. Mm -hmm. And this article was written by Tom Elmore, who is the president of an organization, um, a nonprofit that he started, um, called Growing Leaders. Mm -hmm. okay? And I don't know the organization, right. I hadn't heard of it, but, uh, but it's, it, um, it is specifically designed to create these qualities in youngsters mm -hmm. as they go through the grades so that they can become leaders, so that they will develop these qualities, these yeah. desirable qualities. Yeah. Okay? I read this article a number of times. I liked the premise, right. but I had to read it several times because he keeps using the word risk. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't quite wrap my head around what he meant by risk. Right. Okay? Yeah. But the first part of the article, the, what it's about is when to rescue Mm -hmm. when to rescue your kids, and when to risk, okay? Right. So we'll use his words, but the, the basic idea here is how do you know when you really ought to throw your kids a lifeline right. and help out, and how do you know when to let them struggle on their own, right. okay? Because it's the struggle that creates growth, right? okay? Right. But you don't want to make them struggle if they're going to drown, right? okay? So that's what this article is about. Right. Yeah. And, and and it's a great analogy because we, we do that very often. Um, we, we either go all out one direction or we go all, all out the other direction. Right. And we, we have a really difficult time figuring out which is the most appropriate and how far in each direction we go. You That's know, right. If you, if you rescue too much, you know, students become accustomed to that. And when you're thinking about motivation, you're going mm -hmm. to pull motivation down because why be motivated? They're going to save me anyway. Someone's so gonna, why do I have to work? Someone's going to someone's going to make this right. Someone's right. going to make fix this. Absolutely. Okay, so why why should I do it myself? Right. Okay. And if you go all out the other way, <clears throat> and and you say, okay, well, um, you know, you you got to do it. It's up to you. Um, otherwise, you know, right, um, it's going to fail. Then the student, of course, is going to you know if they continue to re repeatedly experience failure, then we're not going to have motivation mm -hmm. there either. Right. So we exactly. do have to find a balance. Right. Now you have to listen carefully to the terms that this guy uses. He uses them very precisely. Yeah. He talks about a guy by the name of Sam. Mm -hmm. Sam's a young professional, mm -hmm. uh, just starting out in his career, highly motivated, wants to do well. 
Sam is dealing with anxiety mm -hmm. at work and a little depression. Uh, typically, you, you do deal with both. Mm -hmm. If you have one, you have the other. So Sam's dealing with depression and anxiety, and he's found what Elmore calls coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. And Sam's coping mechanisms are marijuana, mm -hmm. vaping, and alcohol use. Yep. Okay? So those are ways that he has found that he can deal with his anxiety. These are coping mechanisms, right. and coping mechanisms are really escapes. Right. Okay. They're 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 moving you out of. Mm -hmm. They're escaping. They don't make you stronger. Right. The, Sam's not getting better at anything by using marijuana or vaping. Right. Okay. And it's really not solving whatever problem he really has. Right. Okay. You can you and uh, believe teenagers and young adults tell us this that when I was smoking. They would come into our office and when I was smoking marijuana, none of this really mattered. Right. Because I knew that no matter what happened, right. I would go home at night and I could feel better. Right. Another one of my patients did it with beer. And right. he said, it didn't matter what I did during the day. I knew that I could go home. And once I started drinking, I could feel better. Right. And, and, and the, the, the underlying message there is that when I'm not doing that, then I wasn't better. Then I right. wasn't feeling good. Then I, then right. I then I couldn't handle these things. And right. that's the that's the other side of it that we don't always think about. Right. Now, what he wants us to develop are coping skills. Right. Not coping mechanisms. But coping right. skills. Right. And these are abilities, skills or abilities. Mm -hmm. Okay. These are things that you can use to solve problems. Right. Developing these do does make you stronger. Right. Okay. Because these these are the, mm -hmm. the qualities that you need to solve your problems. So how do you know, because how do you know as a parent or a teacher when to rescue your kids mm -hmm. and when to risk leaving them on their own right. to solve the problem? Yeah. Okay. When do you rescue? You rescue when a kid is really, really maxed out. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that because they're starting to shut down. Right. Okay. Uh, it's either through a temper tantrum or mm -hmm. they just quit. Okay. Right. Um, they, they don't see a way to solve the problem and they just want to give up. Right. Um, now, go ahead. Y you do, you have to be mindful of this quite a bit because. You might look at a student and say, look, he gave up, so this is where I need to rescue. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to think about history as well. Um, you have to think about you know, if, if the student ha has a history of That's giving right. up, um, of, of um, being beaten down or being you know, mm -hmm. um, punished or, or you know, otherwise it repeatedly experiences these kinds of, these kinds of things, mm -hmm. they're going to shut down faster than they would otherwise. Right. And so you, you have to be mindful of that. There's two experiments that I want to use here. One is one was with rats and one was with fish. Mm -hmm. Okay, the one with rats was they put rats in a cage and the the bottom of the cage had electricity in it mm -hmm. that the experimenter could turn on and off. Oh, yeah. If the when they first turned on the electricity, the rat would frantically try to escape. Yeah. Okay, do everything it can, highly motivated mm -hmm. to escape. Uh, then it would turn it off. And then yeah. it would turn it back on. If the rat couldn't escape, it finally went into the corner and gave up. Right. Okay. Right. So when do you rescue? It's called okay. learned hopelessness. Right. It's learned helplessness. Sorry. Helplessness and hopelessness. Yeah. When you have no hope, yeah. you give up. You right. shut down. Okay. That's what you have to watch for. If you if you're wondering, is your child becoming like that rat? Mm -hmm. The other experiment was in a fish tank. It was an aquarium, a rectangle. And they put a piece of glass 
in the middle of the aquarium. Mm -hmm. So at first, they let the fish would swim back and forth. Mm -hmm. Okay, they could go anywhere they wanted to go in the tank. Yeah. Then they inserted a clear piece of glass in the right. center of the aquarium, and the fish would run. They bump into the glass. Right. Okay, and they'd come up, bump into the glass. Finally, they stopped. They stopped bumping going into in the that glass. direction. Right. In other words. They knew they couldn't do anything about it, so they just quit. They gave up. Right. Okay. So these are two famous experiments that apply to humans. Right. And, and the other part to that, I believe, is that they later pulled the glass out. Right. That's right. And the fish stayed on that other half. They, they still wouldn't try. They still wouldn't go past that halfway point. Where, where the glass was. So they, right. they learned that I can't get past there, so I'm not even going to try anymore. That's right. So, so I'm just going to quit. Okay. Right. I'm just going to quit. Even though they could have, mm -hmm. they, just, they just gave up. And this right. is what kids tell us. They say, right. I'm not good at math. That's right. like the fish saying, I can't get to the other side. Right. I'm not good at math. No, you can. You're good. It's not that you're not good at it. Right. It's not that you can't do it. You've given up. You've given you, you, up hope. In, in the very least, you can be better at it. Right. And so when we talk about rescuing kids, what we're really saying is, you have to make sure that they don't lose hope, right. that, that they don't learn to be helpless. Right. Okay. All right. So that's one side of it. Right. How do you know when to risk? How do you know when yeah. to leave them on their own and it's safe? Right. Okay. The, the, the telling, um, the, the, the important point there is, is this a normal stressor? Right. Okay. If it's a normal stressor, yeah. um, a homework assignment that they're really capable of doing, um, an athletic um, skill right. that they're really capable, and you know they can learn it. And you know they're capable of doing it because you've seen them do it before and yeah. everything. And it, th there may be some other factors involved that are influencing mm -hmm. their motivation or their right. their ability to do it at that time. Right. Um, you know, and I use the word motivation there specifically because um, they're not going to be very motivated to do schoolwork mm -hmm. if the opportunity to play video games is there. And right. so you, you, that's where you have to, not that they're not motivated to do schoolwork in general, but given a choice, giving a choice, <laughs> they're going to choose one over the other. Right. You know how many how many of us have run into the problem? First, you have to finish your homework, then you can play video games. Right. Well, guess what? Right. Homework's going to get ten minutes. Right. Video games are going to get four hours. Homework's going to get done quick. <laughs> right. It's going to be done very quickly and very poorly, and they might lose it in their backpack somewhere because right. I can tell you their brains will not be on homework. Right. They'll be somewhere else. Right. Okay? So yeah, be careful of this stuff. Right. But when we talk about rescuing, uh, risking. risking, we're talking about the normal stressors that children should experience. Yeah. Not making the team, um, being picked last, mm -hmm. um, um, unfairness, un injustice. You know, uh, well, why does she get to play and I'm not playing? Okay. Right. Those are normal life stressors. Right. You, and you don't need to rescue your child from normal life stressors. Right. Okay. Um, you got to be on an assignment or you didn't get your homework done. That's a normal life stressor. Right. That's a lesson to learn. Right. You yeah. encourage them to build the skills that they need to overcome that, but you don't rescue them. You don't go and talk to the other kids that are playing and say, hey, you need to pick her first. Right. Or go to the coach. Yeah. You know, bother the coaches. There more and more coaches are quitting yeah. because of parental involvement, parental yeah. pressure. And um, we, we talked about that last week where a, um, a high school coach, she went back to her high school after um, oh, yeah, participating in the Olympics or professional mm -hmm. sports and she went back and she lasted one year and she said I'm not going to deal with, with this parent and politics of sports. Right. No, you don't, you don't rescue your children mm -hmm. 
from life's normal stressors because you need those stressors in order to get stronger. Absolutely. It's from your failures, it's from your losses, it's, it, that's what makes you stronger. Right. And that's the point of this article, yeah. that you have to allow your children to experience, a, experience life's disappointments. Mm -hmm. You can't keep clearing the path. We talk about lawnmower parents or snowplow parents. Mm -hmm. um, you can't keep clearing the path to ensure success. Right. It just isn't worth it. You say, well, I want my child to go to Harvard, so I'm going to do everything right. I can to get, a, to get the highest grade point average. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't do any good to get your child to Harvard if your child doesn't have the skills and abilities to handle life right. along the way. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Your, yeah. your ability, your grit, your determination, your perseverance, all those qualities that make you the best adult that you can right. be are forged during the disappointments and the failures of childhood. Remember that wonderful story we did, must have been two years ago now, where the daughter came running up to her dad and was complaining about not being yeah. on the soccer, not uh, starting on the soccer team, <clears throat> and the father simply said, work harder. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's, that's what you do in cases like that, you just work harder. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you don't, I'm not gonna go talk to your soccer right. coach and ask your soccer coach to give you any kind of special treatment. Absolutely. You just work harder, you'll make it. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so, give your kids a chance to fail. And right. We're going to talk more about this next week. Yeah. Um, he also gives um, specific, I think, four or five specific points for each of these things. Right. That are, now, this will be in the show notes, right? You're yeah. going to post this? Yeah. Okay. But we're going to go through them just quickly now. Do not remove stressors. Do not remove stressors and rescue your children when, number one, when the stressor is part of a normal routine right. that they need to manage. They have to learn how to do homework. Right. They have to learn how to study for tests. You can help, but don't rescue them, Absolutely. okay? If it's practice, if it's, you know, you have to finish the season, mm -hmm. okay? This is something they need to learn how to yeah. do, okay? You don't rescue them from that. Number two, when the stressor is typical for that age group, right? okay? If yeah. this is what other kids your age can do, this is what you should be doing, okay? When the stressor is something that is short term, right. and I think this is a very important point. Right. Uh, there's a famous study called the ACEs study. Right. Okay. And what we learned in the ACEs study is that if you have these chronic stressors, yeah. they can have disastrous consequences, especially if you have four or, or more, more out right. of ten. Yeah. Okay. But if it's a short term stressor, yeah. or if it's fewer than ten, uh, fewer, fewer than, than four. four mm -hmm it probably is going to make them stronger to experience yeah. that stressor. Right. So even with the ACEs study, there are 10. It's only if you get four or more that it becomes right. a problem. Yeah. Okay, Fewer than four, it's probably going to make you stronger. But, yeah, that's okay. how you build some resilience. That's right. Um, number, and the last one is when the stressor involves them forgetting a responsibility right. that they must learn to remember and face. And once again, I come back to homework. Yeah. Absolutely. Homework is their problem. It's between them and their teacher. You can set up a place to do homework. You can assist when you're asked to help, mm -hmm. but it's not your job right. to monitor and do your child's homework. And, and that there's an epidemic of that today where, where, well, I don't, I'll, I'll do everything I can do. Yeah. No, that's your child's responsibility. Absolutely. And, and they must accept that. You can help them learn to deal with it. Right. You can't deal with it for them. And that's going to be that's going to be a skill that's going to carry them mm -hmm. moving forward. Right. Absolutely. So. so when do you rescue? When do you? I mean, when do you remove the stressor mm -hmm. because it's going to be right. a problem? Okay. When the stressor is chronic 
and unhealthy. Right. If it's abuse, if it's neglect. About, with ACEs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, with those sorts of things. If it's chronic, and the child can't do anything about it. Right. It's, not, it's not their right. problem. Number two, when the stressor has caused unhealthy and destructive habits. Yeah. So if you see your child drifting into drug abuse, time to stop the merry-go-round. Right, okay? absolutely. Now it's time yeah. to stop things, okay? Uh, number three, when the stressor isn't typical for that age. Right. Um, how often do we see that? Absolutely. You know, we're, we're expecting kids at one age to do things that kids much older than them, you know, are, are struggling with. And that's so, right. We have said a thousand times in this program and in, in, in our practice and in mm -hmm. our presentations, the curriculum gets pushed right. down. Okay. So what we were doing in first grade, kids are now doing in kindergarten. Right. Okay. What I did in ninth grade, they're doing in kindergarten. But um, that's okay for some children, right. usually females. Uh -huh. Girls tend to do better than boys at these ages. But there are lots and lots and lots of boys w for whom it is not appropriate to be able to write a paragraph right. when they're five years old. Right, absolutely. Um, my grandson is five years old. I can tell you, he has no interest right. in writing a paragraph. Right. And he's not. doesn't matter how much he's punished. It doesn't matter what he gets. It doesn't matter what's taken away. Mm -hmm. He just isn't ready to do that. He's right. doing other things. His mind is on other things. He, he's in a different place. Right. And we just have to give him time Absolutely. to get there. Okay. And the last one is when the stressor is overwhelming because it's accidental. It's right. been imposed on them right. from somewhere else. Yeah. And you say, okay, th this isn't yours. Let me fix this. Okay. Yeah. 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 This yeah. Is, I can help you out with yeah. this. So be be careful right. if you're a teacher or a parent, any kind of a guardian or caretaker, be careful that what you're expecting them to do, they can do. If they can't, yes, then it's okay to yeah. rescue. Otherwise, if it's age appropriate and everybody else is doing it and this is something that they want to do, whether it's yeah. take play baseball or take piano lessons mm -hmm. or whatever it is, make sure they finish, don't rescue them from yeah. Give, okay. Let them have that responsibility of doing well. Right, so you have to give them hope because otherwise they're not gonna swim past the middle of the aquarium. Absolutely. Okay? Um, or they're gonna, they're gonna cower in the corner and, and give up hope. Um, Otherwise, let them struggle mm -hmm. and let them um, become emotionally strong. Absolutely. Right. Resilient. So, right. All right. Okay. Well, then that is it for today. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.